And welcome back to Late Night Cage Fight. We're here with another exciting episode talking about America's Finest. Nicholas Cage and his missing pig. Check out our website at nickcagefight.com and be sure to listen to our most recent episode where we had Kiss of Death fight The Rock. This is going to be a discussion of the latest Nick Cage release, Pig. It will be spoiler-free up to a point, and I will announce when we are talking about spoilers. So I'm here with Cage Fighter Sean and Cage Fighter Steve. Say hello, gentlemen. Hi there. Hello. Yeah, I I am really, really pumped to talk about Pig with you two. And not just because I like farm animals. I got something from this movie I did not expect to get. And it was not an STD uh, or a farm-related illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or COVID. Or COVID, thankfully. What is new with you fellas before we jump in to the movie? Well, I recently started... Uh Moving to my new uh, home, and uh, I purchased a property in, in uh, the city of Kabul. Um, Is it a farm? Actually, it was a McDonald's franchise built in a duplex. Um, but so you're get, you're a homesteader getting settled in. Yeah. New new yeah. management. Uh, Excellente. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This episode is sponsored by McHappy's Donuts in Marietta, Ohio. Steve, what's new with you? Not much. We're getting the kid ready for preschool <laughs> starting next week. Um, I didn't know McHappy's still did donuts. That's that's good. They don't? I just didn't know they were still there, I guess. I mean, I yeah, was a fan of brownies per- personally. I'm a brownies fan. I even we, bought yeah. the shirt. So Brownies was, was really good. Do you feel like your time in Alabama has kind of given you deeper insight into the world of pig and i know that pig is set in the oregon wilderness and the portland area but there's still that kind of rural element to it yeah there's the rural element and there's like the mountainous region um it did actually it felt good for me too because i was actually in alabama when i watched pig um and it was uh yeah it really just kind of made me feel engaged i guess in the movie there's, there's a better word for engaged. it. Yeah, it's, engaged. Yeah. What, what's, what's engaged and what's engaged. Yeah, encaged. Encaged even. Yeah. That's really great. It's been a while since I've spoken with you guys, so it's so good to hear your voices. And it's it's amazing that we get to discuss a movie like this, and I'm not even being a cynical, ironic asshole about it. So that's a plus. <laughs> that's just, just a little bit. Well, that's kind always of, that. But, but that's nature, hint. though. Well, Steve, um, do you want to do your thing and give us some Nick Cage news? Uh, so the only news I have right now, I can't remember if we talked about this, if I've shared this with you guys yet or not, mm-hmm. but um, we have some sad news today. That yeah. uh, You lost your pig. 
close. I lost my Tiger King. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Tiger King Tiger King was canceled. How could they do that? I don't know. I'm actually really surprised. My guess is that once the pandemic ended, everybody just moved on and they were like, well, we should have done this faster, but Nick was busy with his pig. <laughs> you know, somewhere out there on the internet, maybe, there is an audition video of Nicolas Cage auditioning as the Tiger King. That's true. There might even be, be like some, some trial like dress and makeup kind of things where he's got the full outfit. Yeah. Knowing Nick Cage, he actually probably bought oh. it all himself and still has it at home. Yeah, and he probably said, I want my audition to be with the Tigers. Yeah. You know, in a real tiger ring. Yeah. I would believe that. Yeah. If any of you internet cyber sleuths can uncover this lost footage and send it to us, uh, we will give you a pack of free Late Night Cage Fight stickers. And if that's not enough to motivate you, I don't know what is. Uh, We will also officially make you Digimon Cyber Sleuth of the Year. Yes. It's, It's an award that only we give out. I actually really like that game. I never played it, but I know it exists because I saw it. Uh, yeah, stickers. Hey, guys, if you want your own stickers, just just like they were saying, you can do all that, or you can just literally send us a message and say, hey, send me stickers. Here's a, here's a dot on Google Maps, and we will find a way to get those stickers to you. Even if you're in the, the eye of Hurricane Henry right now, or the eye of the tiger. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Too soon. Too soon. The other news really is the upcoming Prisoners of the Ghostland feature film. That when is that even coming out? I've been ready for this forever. Uh, it looks like it's going to be released on demand September 17th. Is that a, is that a live action Call of Duty movie? Uh, no, it's wild. It's a neo-noir western action film directed by Sion Sono. And it's got a pretty rad-looking promo poster. It, it actually says in quotes, the wildest movie I've ever made. And Nicolas Cage is quoted saying that. So, Wait, <laughs> Nick Cage made this movie? He is the star, and they actually put his quote on the poster. That's but he is—he's not the director. I mean, maybe he. No, no, he's just the actor. Maybe he's literally meaning that he made this movie good. Before him, it was crap. I mean, that's every movie. So this is a, this is an upcoming movie. How have I not heard about this? I don't know, but you're gonna watch the trailer with all of us, and we're gonna react to it. Like, <gasps> oh man, like that. If you, yeah, just make okay. it as over the top as possible. Oh, okay. All right. People I can do like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so I did, I, I sent you the link. Oh, I'll see it. All right. Three, two, one, go. My granddaughter Sundance. has been lost to us. I would have her return to me post haste. I thought that was, I thought that was West. the colonel. You, sir. Oh, shit. Are the man to do the job. This is like noir Asia Wild West. Yeah. That's like Bunraku. is equipped with an explosive yeah. device. <laughs> Your trousers are also equipped with explosives. Oh, oh my God. Nice. <laughs> really? 
battle royale on your balls. Now stand. The ball joke. Where evil reigns. What is this? At the end of five days, if you have not returned with Benice, well, I think you get the idea, son. Godspeed. That, that's the guy from uh, Wally's Wonderland, right? <laughs> oh, okay. No, he's from uh, KFC. We are not the ones who hold her captive. It's been two days, and still she is missing. How do I get out of here? You must surrender to fate. <laughs> This is, this is just, this is Onimusha, or I'm sorry, this is, uh, frickin' Bunraku, and... Burning Man. <laughs> they mentioned Battle Royale, so I'm already on board. Yeah. No one escapes the ghost land. No one! This is... This looks like pure insanity. Yeah. I wanna... Yeah, alright, I'm in. I'm in. Let's make this happen. Wow. It's just like a return to form. After Pig. Yeah. It seems like. I'm all in on that one. It, it looks, uh... It looks intense. Definitely. Uh, it's, it's already premiered at some festivals, including Sundance, and it's gotten pretty good reviews, actually. Okay. Hmm. Well, thank you for watching that with us, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. It, I'm glad it was the correct trailer. We didn't pick another movie that confused you, because I know that happens sometimes. <laughs> I that does happen sometimes. All right. Well, we're gonna jump into Pig now. We're gonna talk about this awesome movie that uh, really took me by surprise. I'll be honest. I think, I, I think this is one of the greatest trolls of the year. When you look at the trailer, it's almost like the trailer is deceptive and it intentionally wants you to believe that this movie is going to be um, really bad. Am I wrong? Um, I don't know, honestly. I thought that the trailer led you to believe that it was going to be more action-oriented than mm -hmm. yeah. it ended up being. That's honestly, like, that's the first note, like, line of my review. I was like... I mean, I was promised Taken with Pigs, and what I got was, I mean, I don't even know. You know you know when they, they make, like, an anime about uh, a specific topic, and, like, everybody in the story is hyper-focused on that particular thing? Like, uh, uh -huh. you know, that... Like, say, say that uh, this is basically a live-action food wars with uh, <laughs> truffle hunting. I... Yeah, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like, I don't know. There were just so many weird bits throughout the movie. I mean, a lot you're of you're talking about Cage's of, performance. Well, like that was Cage's performance, which he just he like a lot of times. Sometimes it was just really, really over the top, and just felt awkward. And I didn't really understand what happened to his character, and it was never really explained other than just the general stress of the city kind of deal. There was no, like, traumatic experience or something, but he seemed to have a lot of, like, weird nervous twitches and things that he did. And then, from, like, a well, direction standpoint, there was just, like, there was a lot of overuse of, like, hand cameras and 
in like very okay. stationary so you, scenes where like normally you would do hand cameras and like chase scenes, but like everyone's standing still, but there's like these very like shaky hand camera movements that Okay. Uh, well I I, th- I thought the cinematography was was actually really well done. I liked how the the camera moves throughout. I thought it was very dynamic. Um, I, I kind of get what you're saying, but before we dig too deeply, because we're going to hit spoilers yeah, if we do, yeah. um, let's just kind of mention, I mean, we, we already know what this movie's about, right, going into it. Nick Cage plays this truffle forager uh, hermit who lives out in the wilderness of Oregon, and he's got this special pig who helps him find truffles. And uh, the pig is stolen, and he goes on a mission on an adventure of sorts to retrieve his pig or find out what happened to his pig. That's really the plot. Yeah. That's Yeah. That that's it. But what I what I felt like was the genius of this film was as the movie unfolds, each scene kind of gives you more and more clues to what's really going on and what's happened in the past and why why Nicolas Cage's character Robin Feld um, lives this way. And may, I don't know, maybe you'll fill in some of the gaps that I didn't notice. I, there were some excellent performances. Alex Wolf, uh, we know him from Hereditary. We did a Cage list on Hereditary. Check it out. He's kind of like the co-star in this. He plays Amir, who is the young dude who... Uh, buys the truffles off of Cage's character. We got Adam Arkin as Darius. Yeah, Adam Arkin. He plays this intimidating businessman. And he he killed it. Now we can talk about the story, I guess, as we we dive into it. Like I said, we'll we'll mention spoilers when we get there, but without mentioning spoilers, what what stood out to you? What scenes what did you like, Steve? I actually thought that you would appreciate most the cooking aspect of it, Steve, because yeah, I, I did. You're, you're kind of a chef yourself. You come from a family of cooking, yeah. cookers, chefs, yeah. cooking people, yeah, uh, food preppers, yeah, cannibals, cannibals. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I well, I did. I liked a lot of that, and I, I liked a lot of the. I liked a lot of the imagery. I liked a lot of the the cooking and the the involvement of both food, both in its natural, you know, where does food come from, the whole like mission mm-hmm. for the perfect uh, meal thing, you know, like yeah, there's it's it's awesome. I so I liked seeing how they combined both where ingredients come from as well as like fine dining. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. In my opinion, as a movie altogether, I just don't know how well everything was drawn together to make sense. I mean, I yeah. so there's some, there's you're saying there's some flaws in the story itself. I feel like it kept building these big climactic moments and then just ending with mm-hmm. these seemingly senseless arguments, and then they would just wander into like the next phase of the story. And okay. I, I feel like there was it was recorded as two different movies altogether. I feel like it was it was recorded as an action movie, like from beginning to end, and then there was like this romantic storytelling movie, and then I feel like they tried to edit them both together into one movie, and then they sent the wrong reel to the final. 
Because I feel like all of the details got left out, but you still have, like, you have these things, these lead-ups to action moments, but then the action stops. Mm-hmm. And then you have these, like, lead-ups to conversations, but, like, yeah. the, the, the conclusion never never exists. So mm-hmm. I, I just feel like all of the, the big points were all just pulled out and put into a different reel or something. I see. But you felt really primed by the trailer for yeah. lots of action. Yeah, I really thought we were going to get, like, a strong cage action movie where he was gonna he was you know I, I mean especially coming off of jujitsu you know I was just expecting that that kind of character you know the old badass dude going in and he's like I'm gonna find my pig and if I don't I'm gonna kill anybody that gets in my Man. way and we didn't get I mean that. I can we I can definitely like, sympathize if you know you're, you're going in to see a John Wick movie yeah and this is what you get. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. So I think I think that's really what it did for me because it, it there were like the scenes from the trailer that really felt like this anticipation of action, and then like yeah. you kept getting those builds throughout the movie where you like you're like this is it. This is when he's gonna lose his mm-hmm. shit. He's gonna he's yeah, gonna yeah. destroy this dude, and then like nothing. And so yeah. for me, when everything was done, I mean, I I gotta say, I don't know, I don't know. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it was like, cold bacon for you. Yeah, it just it was it was outside of my expect expectations. I feel like the sole purpose of of the Fight Club scene was just to check a check a box for uh, action. Yeah, I mean, you know, we definitely we should emphasize there is not a whole lot of action in this movie. There is. There's some, but it's it's not really an action movie at all. It's more of a yeah. thriller. Yeah. And it, it is kind of a slow burn type of movie. Um, but I feel like if you can become invested early, there there are payoffs for you. But if, you know, if you can't vibe with it, then you're probably going to be disappointed because um, the way that this movie unfolds is not an in-your-face kind of film it's um yeah it's very much um subdued like you said steve there's there's really no cage outs there's no moments of of extreme well no i shouldn't say that there there is a lot of emotion but for the most part a lot of cage's acting comes from his facial expressions his reacting to the world around him as he tries to get to the bottom of this mystery and it's, it's very, true. it's it's unlike a, it's different from what we're used to. Yeah, it's a very human movie. I mean, it really is. If you go into this expecting mm-hmm. like the superhuman, like the 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 typical cage, the the extremes, the the cage outs, you know, the all the above and beyond. But this movie is very, very real, very down to earth, very human. Mm-hmm. I think that this is probably one of Cage's best roles in quite a while one of his best performances um Mm -hmm. but i do feel like the plot somewhat falls short i felt like it was Mm -hmm. it was almost there but i didn't really find the conclusion to have a whole lot of closure for his character and to me that kind of hurt the overall movie the flow of this movie reminded me of another movie that I really like called Burning. It's a South Korean psychological thriller. 
And again, it's another movie. I think Burning is much longer, actually, than Pig. Uh, there's not a whole lot of action. Again, it's very slow. But as you go, as the mystery unfolds, it gets deeper and you start to realize that there's a whole lot more going on behind the scenes in the backstory of the character, so to speak, uh, that makes it that much more powerful once you put the pieces together. I think Pig is like that. Mm -hmm. And so if you're into these kinds of films, Pig is really for you. I, I strongly recommend it. Richard Roper, he gave the film four out of four stars. He says, quote, the unpredictable cage delivers some of his best work in years. I agree with that. This is a movie that I paid for and I didn't regret paying for. I happily will go back and watch again. It, it strikes a certain mood with me and uh, yeah, totally dig it. It was directed by Michael Sarnowski and written by Michael Sarnowski. Story uh, also written by Vanessa Block with Michael Sarnowski. And it's got a whole list of producers. Now, we're going to dig a little deeper and we're going to discuss the spoilers in Pig. Okay? I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a lot of the producers came as uh, consultants from the culinary world. Oh, yeah. That's it possible. seemed like they, they really wanted to provide a, a level of authenticity i when speaking of the culinary thing i reese i think you 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 might have made note of this somewhere but uh, i i really liked how they they sectioned the movie off into like the big arcs and then they gave them each a uh, a food dish and that food dish was kind of um also built into the story it was whatever he was cooking during that part which i thought was really cool yeah. too that, that was really cool. Part one, I, for example, is rustic mushroom tarts. Yeah. Which, the funny thing for me, my, my note on this, was because I, I thought it was interesting, this was a meal that he cooked, um, and this is where you say getting involved in the movie early on, that this is a meal that he cooked for the pig, and then basically mm. ate leftover pizza out of the, out of the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> well, he made yeah. like, this, you know, this beautiful dish for, for his pig. Yeah, he loves his pig. And as a chef... It's, it's obvious he loves to cook, that that's a passion for him more than consuming. Well, I, I will say it's not obvious in the beginning. Not in the beginning, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're in right. the beginning, it seems it seemed a lot out of place that he cooks this this nice meal for the pig and yeah. then just eats like random leftovers. And I, because I questioned it at first. Again, I mean, I try mm -hmm. to walk into this as ignorant as possible. And just mm -hmm. give the movie all of its, you know, any any precursors I have go out the door, and I just try to focus yeah. on what I'm looking at. What what was he making there at the beginning? Was that a quiche, or it was no, a that, rustic that was mushroom a, tart? Yeah, it was a mushroom tart. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I see. I that looked really good. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> That's why I was so surprised <laughs> when he just shovels it into a dish for the yeah. pig, and then like grabs yeah. some leftover pizza. I'm like, well, that's. Interesting. Okay, so it's obvious to me that you guys have some qualms with some of the more fantastic elements of the plot, maybe. So now that we're discussing spoilers, you mentioned the Fight Club, Sean. And that part was, you know, I, I felt like... Well, let me just tell you the exact moment where I knew this movie... Sorry, there's a, some kind of a police... Pig abduction. Yeah. Pig abduction going on. Where's my pig? 
the moment for me where I knew this movie was not going to be what I expected and actually piqued my interest, the exact moment was when Robin, played by Nick Cage, was with Amir, and they went to that group of uh, other truffle hunters, you know, where they're going through the truffles, and Cage says to the lady that they stole his pig, and she just loses it. She's like, oh, she was, what the fuck? She was ready to post up. Yeah. She's like, they don't, yeah. they don't, yeah. you fuck with one of us, you fuck with all of us. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, damn. Oh, but this is where I go. I truffles. came into this expecting taken, so I'm expecting her to walk over and grab a shotgun, not a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but then you have a scene with the tweakers. It's this yeah. couple in the trailer who have the information on the pig. And uh, I, that was just their very short scene was very well done I thought it was very realistic in their response like you could tell that the the lady tweaker was um, very dismissive she w- didn't want to give away too much information you know mm-hmm. but just enough to kind of get them moving to their next clue um, but then you know it ends up that Robin wants to go to Portland to find his pig, and he knows that it's in the city. It's th- This was basically Babe, Pig in the City, with <laughs> Nicolas Cage. That was one thing that kind of got me a little bit. I was confused as to where they went, because he tells them, he's like, take me to the city, but it looks like they showed up at like this musical festival in the countryside. Maybe I just don't know well, Portland, that's Portland. That well. Is it? Okay. See, it's easy for me to just be like, hey, I've never been there, so this I guess must it's be true. how it is. Uh, but the thing that got me was just how serious the uh, chef world, the restaurant world is. My God, they got that fight club underground. So, well, the, the first dude he meets, right? He goes first, he, he goes and meets up with, like, some dude that he used to know, right? Or something like that. Yeah. He walks in and he's like... Somebody that he used to know by Godier. Yeah, and he, like, walks in and he's like, hey, I'm from the club of secret rich hobos. Here's a hobo lunch. Do you know where my pig is? <laughs> The other dude's like, you don't exist. You've been exiled from the club. Get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. And then he shows up anyway and gets his ass beat. Yeah, so, yeah, he shows up to this underground fight club thing, right? This 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 fight club is... What is this? This is like this... Oh, is this fight club where old dudes volunteer to get their shit slapped for 60 seconds, rent it, win a stack of cash? And that sounds like Drew Fluke's nightmare. He had everybody bet on him? Or against him, I don't know, but he intentionally lost so that the dude would, would make all that money? No, and that was his no. way of bribe. No? Each person, you go up there, you put you put your name on the board, and like people throw down money to basically beat the shit out of you for 60 seconds. And then oh, you get it? whatever money, like you get a portion of whatever money they throw down. So like however thought, valuable didn't, didn't your name show- is. Didn't they show another match, though, and the guys were actually fighting each other? No, they weren't fighting each other. It was the same thing. It was another old dude just before that was standing there getting his shit slapped. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. You're right. That's the first thing you see. Yeah. I often miss that. The At the very beginning of a scene, I'll miss information sometimes because I'm analyzing so much. Right. Of the other stuff. But yeah, you're right. They did show that old dude. He was getting his ass beat. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> that was the entire concept. It was just, like... Dudes that would go down and get their shit slapped and then yeah. win a stack of cash. How, so you, the way you, you describe this movie, I can't believe that you'd say you didn't really like it. It's amazing. It just I sounds know, like something it, you would love. Yeah, like the, the scenes individually are great. I love Cage's Club. performance. I mean, even, like, even my note from the, pig, the, the kidnap scene, 
Like I thought the kidnap yeah. scene from like a direction and was kind of mm-hmm. kind of weak. Like they came in, they took the pig, and then like there was like this thirty second of like Nick crawling across the floor, and like he he tried, he like he really put everything into it. Like all right, we need you to like slow crawl from here to the other end of the room and look out the window, and like you can see him like uh-huh. you can almost taste it in his performance where he's like really like. I just got off of one where I like climbed a mountain and like killed an killed a, a six headed lamb, and you want me to struggle to climb six feet across yeah, the floor? But his, you know, his character has essentially given up on life and himself. He's Unless given his up pig is involved, in which case, yeah, I don't know. Again, I guess I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm expecting. I see. Taken, it was, they they did I have wanted. his prize pig, so he should have broken out some kind of jujitsu shit or something. I just Two feel pistols. like I feel like Nick had this this almost like just watching him act. I feel like he was ready to bust loose at any moment, but he was just never given the opportunity. <laughs> and and that's what you wanted to see, right? That's what I wanted. I was waiting for him to just be like the tough old badass Nick Cage. Yeah. You know, All right. All right. I thought he was going to post up with that dude in in the Fight Club, but then he yeah. just took it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I didn't there, understand. There was a, there what was a that lot. Was. There were a lot of surprises. Yeah, you know. I thought my my favorite scene was uh, the one where he goes to the the restaurant and was uh, just talking to that other chef. Yeah, that's an amazing yeah. scene. I love that one too. Was that so? Was that still yeah. in the was that still in the first part? Or no, no, no. That was uh, that was well, the beginning. Of, uh, so all of this is in chapter one so far. I think. The chef thing was the beginning of chapter I so. two. Yeah, I, think I you're believe right. so. Yeah, because yeah. um, chapter one. Ended I just know at they the got club. they they got the name of the restaurant from the the guy at the Fight Club. Yeah, Fenway. Yes. that was the name of the chef. I want to say Fenway. Yeah, and so uh, that was the beginning of of chapter two. For mm-hmm. yeah, I also love how throughout this entire movie, Cage has a bloodied face and head from being beaten at the beginning of it. Speaking of which, there's a bit of trivia on this movie. Did you know that okay. uh, Nick Cage did not bathe for the entire time they shot this movie just so he could stay true to his character? That's amazing. <laughs> I'm. I bet you his uh, co-stars loved it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Better or worse co-star than uh, Jared Leto? I don't know. I don't know. But we do know that Alex Wolf is a method actor. So yeah. maybe Cage was like, you know, if you're going to do the method acting thing, I'm going to go all out. I'm just not going to bathe the whole time <laughs> to film this. You know, for uh, Alex Wolf, when he did the movie My Friend Dahmer, he yeah. actually uh, ate one of the techs uh, on set. That's a really interesting fact, Sean. I'm going to have to uh, politico that one. Yep. Wow. See, if you're going to play a cannibal, how do you really know how to play it if you don't eat people? That's true. Exactly. Wow. Props to Alex Wolf for that, for going all cannibal. Great. So, uh, let's see. We're at, we're at the start of Chapter 2, right? He takes it, uh, uh, which is called uh, Mom's French Toast and this Deconstructed Pancakes, um, which I believe also begins with, uh, I think it was the kid trying to make breakfast. Right, Pedro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that scene happens after the Fight Club. Yeah, where that's where they reveal 
that they have to go, they look at the paper and that's, that's the restaurant they need to go to for the next clue. And um, that morning over breakfast, Amir, Alex Wolf's character, uh, reveals some of his backstory. You know, we learn a little bit more about his relationship with his dad. We realize his dad is apparently a huge deal in the restaurant business food business there in the local area something yeah i I, I, honestly i got a little confused at this point too honestly but then he also talks about this meal this meal that his parents shared that they uh cherished and that was kind of like a a happy memory out of a whole stream of terrible memories he has of his parents and uh his mom actually committed suicide yeah. And then you find out later that uh, she she's really in a coma, and it's it's implied that he doesn't he he he's too ashamed or whatever to admit the truth. There's a lot of that in this movie where people are hiding something. Yeah, it's about having ghosts. It's about having something dragging you down, holding you back that you can't let go of. And it seems like each of these each of the characters in the movie, especially the the main characters, they're struggling with something and for robin nicholas cage's character it's the loss of his wife yeah uh, Lori. and we don't know what happened to her we don't know how she died or any of those circumstances i think that bothers the hell out of steve yeah i i get that um but part of the argument of the film is maybe it doesn't matter because the movie is is saying you need to move on. That's yeah. the message of the movie. Yeah. Really. Like I said, it's a very human movie. It's just, it's not what I was prepared for. I was prepared for something that was a sure. little bit more surreal and detached. And it is a very mm-hmm. real film. Yeah. So I, I yeah, think that's why more I read psychological factor. Yeah. Well, just more details, just more disconnection, I guess. Not like, I mean, you're right. This movie very much, it's like the, it's like a shoulder cam on a, on a dude for in a, an extreme situation. So it's very much real. You don't get to hear anything. You don't get to experience anything other than what's going on with him at this moment in mm-hmm. time and what he is willing to share in that moment in time. And and I think that's what bothers me is that I'm I'm always I'm always more interested in like the backstory and the side story and what's going on and and gotcha. you know the, all the details yeah. the flashbacks the things you usually mm. get in a movie but this movie is so like fixated on what's really going on in the present and and just being here in this moment um, mm-hmm. that I just and then you gotta yeah. fill in the blanks for yourself yeah I think if I sat back down and watched this movie like and and was like in the right mood and prepared for it and to accept it as it was I think I would really really enjoy it a whole lot more I think like I said I came into it with preconceived notions expecting yeah. this outlandish action movie and what I got was something that was very real and I just I wasn't really prepared for that yeah so, so even though it was very real but there are some fantastic kind of elements like I felt like the, the the fight club part of it, the whole um, just how seedy Portland's restaurant business seems, <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that seemed a little out there to me, but I was able to roll with it. What did you think, Sean? I thought that it was good for what it is, but I think that um, some of the advertisement and, uh, you know, up, the upfront scenes kind of make you think that it's going to be more action-focused than it really ended up being, but I, I do think that it's a good, dramatic, uh, you know, look at the restaurant community and just, like, a look at, 
you know, what you need to do to be part of this community and the toll that it can have on people. It seems like a lot of these people who are well-known, quote, within that community have sold their souls or are very mm-hmm. fake. Yeah. And well, Nicolas Cage is able to recognize that. He sees how empty they are. And even though he's been outside of it for 10 plus years, he's still true to himself. I honestly love that. Yeah, I, I, I really liked that, that scene where he's speaking with that other chef and he, you know. Yeah. He's basically saying, like, yeah, like, didn't wasn't uh, Cage one of his uh, teachers or whatever? Previous he worked employer. for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. He that fired. Cage fired Fenway. Yeah. Well, yeah. Robin, Cage's character. But in this show, we don't separate Nicolas Cage from his roles. Right. Just to remind you all. Yeah, he had fired him for some reason, and, and Fenway had, uh, had expressed that his dream was always to open up a pub. Cage finds out so many years later in this scene that uh, he's got this really classy restaurant gig that's making these... How would you describe these dishes? Deconstructed it's pancakes. It's gimmicks. It's gimmicks, yeah, it's, right? It's all about deconstructed... It's Yeah, yeah, gimmicky food, yeah. For... Uh, rich people. Yeah. Whatever's popular, whatever's the most money in your pocket or whatever. Do you think this could be, this movie could have been part of the Soul Food series? <laughs> I just, I really enjoyed watching Cage completely destroy Bernard from the office. <laughs> <laughs> that guy reminded you of Bernard? Yeah, he really did. <laughs> And then, yeah, but like honestly, like it was it, the whole restaurant and everything was like it was like almost like this creepy Christian cult kind of kind of feeling. All right. Or, oh yeah. And then just when, he like calls the chef out, which is like the essentially the cult leader, and you know he's like, "This is how we do things here," and he's like, "Very matter of fact," and Cage's like, "This isn't who you are," and then just destroys every bit of him. Sorry. No, it's okay. I hope my kids didn't get out. <laughs> so, if I remember right, the the uh, the re- Bernard, the restaurant, the chef guy. Um, yeah, uh, his the actor's name is David Nell. He yeah. played Chef Fenway. Shout yeah. out to him. Yeah, awesome scene. He's the one that gave up. You, uh, Amir's dad. Yeah, he, yeah Amir. he gave his name. Yeah, Darius, and and Darius is the like the kingpin of the. <laughs> Of the Portland restaurant, yeah, conglomerate, yeah. Another scene that stuck out to me, which was a very quiet kind of scene, it surprised me because it didn't end the way I expected it to. Was there's a scene where Nick Cage's character Robin returns to the house where he used to live, and he goes in the backyard and he sits down next to this little boy who lives there now and has this conversation about the persimmon tree and all this stuff. And I totally thought the parents were going to come out. Yeah. And just get really upset, call the police. We were going to have this drawn out kind of like, oh, this homeless man's coming to our house. <laughs> but no, it none of that happens. Yeah. He literally just goes to the house, sits down, talks to the kid, and leaves. Yeah. It's like, damn. I, You know, it's wild, but I, I can believe that this would happen. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. And there are little moments like this in the film. Yeah. Where, yeah, surprises you. 
This movie um, was clearly funded by uh, by big big persimmon. The butcher, the butcher was another one that I think uh, got me. He was he was hanging out, and they were. Um, I don't remember if it was the Amir. I think it was Amir, maybe that was in there. But with, oh, the, yeah. with the butcher, and I, I swear he Joe. was selling him truffles, which I was a little confused what a butcher would do with truffles. But that's besides the point. Yeah. But yeah, it was another like scene. Yeah, you know, they treat truffles like drugs in this movie, almost. I, I did. I actually made you know? a note of that, too. I was like, is he selling yeah. truffles or cocaine? I'm not really sure. <laughs> but I believe this movie is based off of a book or, or some kind of work that or documentary about mm. truffle hunters in the region. Mm-hmm. So there are elements of truth to it, I believe. Yeah. Um, do you think, prob- do probably you think- not the Fight Club. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> I can honestly, I would believe more that there would be like a market for that than there would be for like yeah. a real fight club, truthfully. Because I okay. guarantee there are people that would throw down money to just beat the crap yeah. out of somebody and like let yeah, their frustrations sure. out. I, I would take that over yeah. getting punched any day. I guarantee that there is a market out there for restaurant workers that just want to beat the fuck out of Yelp reviewers. Yeah. <laughs> but but why do they, instead of the 2020s, they dress like they're from the 1920s? Do you notice that? Yeah. Because it's Portland. That's, That's true. That, That's that is yeah. a common theme there. Underground hipster fight club. I thought that would yeah. just be a lot of hugging and stuff. <laughs> Well, that's what. That's why they do all the hugging above ground. So they need somewhere to let all the rage out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's sad when you think about Portland today with the the rioting and all the hatred happening. Yeah. You know what? I think Portland needs this movie. That's it because the underground fight clubs have risen to the surface. Yeah. <laughs> They've gotten too popular. Yeah. Um. Th- something I didn't get was the audiobook in Amir's car. He's listening to, like, this dude talk about classical music. Uh-huh. And, and you hear that a few times in a couple scenes. You know, Nick Cage turns it off, and then Amir would turn it back on, and, and I just thought, what what is the meaning behind this? That he's trying... He, he has no... Maybe it's that Amir has no implicit, inherent interest in classical music, but by listening to someone explain how and why classical music is superior to all other forms of music, you know, makes him feel elitist. He makes a note early on, right, that it's, that his, uh, him in the city, it's all about his appearance. Like, his life is all about his appearance. It's about what people think about him. So, like, everything he does, what he drives, where he goes, it's all meant to meet an image, kind of like you. That's right. That's right. And I love how I love how Nick Cage's response to that is kind of like you. He's like, "Well, fucking tidal wave's going to hit us eventually, and it's just going to bury this entire planet. So let's just make love." I, I basically I, I typed out like that entire conversation and uh, and like this mini version. It's like, "Hey, can you take me out to lunch?" Yeah, my parents hated each other, and they went to your restaurant. You disappeared and my mom killed herself. Yeah, well, there's a massive earthquake coming that'll destroy the city. And if they destroy that, then a tsunami will finish them off. Could, could you imagine Could you imagine if Nick Cage gave that same spiel to the little boy at the house? Yeah. What, what that scene would have been like? <laughs> Maybe next time you'll put a persimmon tree where it belongs. Back Don't where it cut belongs. it down. They were the best. 
where do we go from from here? Uh, I, I mean, we can really just skip to yeah. Know, we find out Amir's dad was in possession of the pig, but he's not going to give any info. He's he's he wants to pay off Robin, and Robin wants none of that. So he he we get this really satisfying sequence. I thought where um, Robin and Amir together recreate the meal that he served to Amir's parents way for, back for, when. Yeah, for first first Cage goes to his house, right? And he asks him he asks him for the pig back basically. Like mm-hmm. there's this entire scene yeah. he shows up there and it's like the oh, you found out I'm the mastermind behind it all along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I love that's your interpretation. Yes. Well, I mean, that's kind of what it was. Like, he finally tracked him down, but, like, all along it was like... It was me. He was Driver's dad. <laughs> and uh-huh. he's like, I want my pig back. And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. Cage's like, okay. So he just leaves. That's the beginning of... No, but I'll give you $20,000. Yeah. Uh, so that's the end of uh, the, the, the part two. And then part three starts yeah. with the title of A Bird, a Bottle, and a Salted Baguette. Mm, mm. And so that's that's the beginning well, of the uh, the quest for the ultimate meal. Pig yeah, quest. Yeah. yeah. And you know, a big reveal, a big spoiler is the part where Nick Cage kind of uh, nonchalantly reveals that he didn't need the pig to find the truffles. Yeah. All along. Yeah. He he relies on the trees. Yeah. And that the only reason he wants the pig back is because he loves the pig. And that was a cute pig. Yeah. By the way. And actually, some of the shots I noticed, too, if you paused it just at the right moments, uh, Nicolas Cage's face looks like a pig. Yeah. I wonder if a that was on pig. purpose. A cute pig, yeah. A cute, hairy, bloodied-faced pig. So, I'll be honest, it was fun for me at the time watching this, because I've just come off of watching, for my own entertainment, I've been watching the Tales of Arcadia series on uh, Netflix. Um, okay. And... It's it's all about troll hunters and magicians and oh. and you know it's just a it's a kids show basically but it's a whole yeah. series of different shows that all kind of come together mm-hmm. all yeah. in King Arthur's well it's supposed to be an offshoot of King Arthur's story where like it's the okay. legacy left behind by Merlin anyways one of the episodes okay. is an is a list left behind by Merlin of these abstract items that they have to find in order to. Uh, to take out the baddie or whatever and it, mm-hmm. it it just it was so reminiscent of this where he's like all right here's my list of things and they go to these obscure places to try to find things you know they're going to like yeah a, a, a mortuary in order to find the wine mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah so it was i right. found that interesting but i did i i did have a question the the bakery where he went to get yeah. the baguette the woman that he was talking to, they, they seemed so familiar, and I don't... I, what, was it his sister or a sister-in-law? Was it his daughter? I could not figure out what his relationship I don't was. Think it was. I don't think it was a family member. She seemed like it, because she seemed to be intimate with his wife in a, in a way that almost seemed familial. Yeah. I, so I, I couldn't I tell if it was it, his it's... sister-in-law or a daughter. It had to have been one of those two in my mind. But she seemed young enough to be a daughter, but... Mm-hmm. I see, but not. They had a they had a three way once. Maybe, <laughs> like an old babysitter or something. Sean yeah. Sean read the script. Yeah, yeah. It w- it was the the stepsister. Yeah, wink. Yeah, great. Uh, it's important know. to note that he, that he does not fuck his pig. That's true. No, he does not. He does not. He fuck explicitly his pig. That, is, 
Yeah. That is confirmed. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't they put that in the trailer? That would have <laughs> man, people would have loved it. <laughs> I mean that that spoils the whole mystery. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't love his pig people. in that way. No. So Amir and and uh, and Nick Cage they pull a CJ Roberts and they break into the house and uh, cook him a meal, right? Do you want me to leave that in there? Yeah, sure. Okay, because then I have to explain who CJ Roberts is slash was. Well, yeah, he 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 used to break into my house and he's the one that broke into my house and fixed my bed while my family's on vacation. And yeah, it was this he awkward... broke into your house a few times. A few right. times. One time he broke he broke into your house, and that was him, right? That released the crickets in your yep. house. Yep. Yes, it was. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. But we we maybe we'll talk more about uh, CJ in other episodes. Well, we've brought him up before. Uh, have we? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Um. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. So they recreate this meal. They cook this meal with lots of tender love and care and they convince Darius to eat the dinner they've prepared and he just has this emotional reaction to it he just breaks down and he just looks up and he says dude they they fucking killed your pig sorry and then Nick Cage has a cage out but they took the sound out so you can't really appreciate it because it's just you just see it the yeah. visceral reaction to yeah. Which babe. he did good. The he did good. I was, I was, I was happy with his. I was. Yeah. I kind of expected. I wanted him. At this point, I knew he wasn't gonna, you know, beat the crap out of the man. But I just wanted him to, just to let some of that anger out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strangle him. Brand him. Yeah. Torture him. You were, you were waiting for that torture sequence. I was. Where he kind grabs of. him and chains him to the back of Amir's car, which yeah. he's already vandalized and then drives him down the highway to his hermit hut yeah. for a 20 minute torture sequence that's what you expected right that's what i was hoping for yeah yeah didn't get that sean would that have made the movie better for you in some ways i mean i i think they needed to just give us the pig loving that we all were <laughs> expecting yeah but this isn't the muppets you know the Muppets the movie the Muppets take over Portland I I think another quote we should we should talk about is is from the review of one Kermit the Frog Yeah. he just says you know I I think I just got a type so from here uh, what take Cage and Amir hop in the car they head down to a diner Mm mhm um I had a bit of a I had a bit of a, a good moment at this one, right? So Nick's completely out of it. There's like a ten minute sequence where they just recorded his hair um, <laughs> from the back of the car. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that was a, that was a good scene. I liked that. <laughs> but they show up at the diner, right? And Nick's kind of out of it, and like she's listing off all of these things, and he's like, "I just want some pie." And uh, yeah, and you know, she lists off all the things. She goes, "We don't have this. We don't have that. You know, we have cheesecake." Yeah. And, and she's like, "Well, what mm-hmm. are you thinking?" And like it, 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 it pans in on Ken, on Nick's face, and he just looks like really dumbfounded and serious for a second. And like, just mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, and, I, and I'm waiting for his response to be, 
Cheesecake is a pie. <laughs> I dropped my mic. I'm laughing too hard. Yeah. That would be such a Portland comment. Yeah. So I was kind of expecting it, but it didn't happen. I was like, oh man, that would have been perfect there. So uh, note for the re-release of this movie. Yeah. Um, add that token. You, you should have been one of the professional consultants. One of the producers. Yeah, there would have been a lot more action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the end, folks. I mean, the pig is dead, and uh, Robin is, well, you know, yeah, how he, I put he, it? He leaves the diner, he offers to walk home. He's, you know, his last, his last lines were, you know, I think I'm going to walk home. I hear there's a banker, yeah. biker gang off in the woods that needs to learn its place, and maybe... Just maybe, there's some robots posing as animals need to learn as well. Willies? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you know, seriously, though, I was worried that this movie was going to end with him killing himself. Yeah. That was like, please don't go that dark. We've already had one suicide in this movie. And I'm glad it didn't. It actually kind of has a light at the end of the tunnel yeah. kind of ending. I felt like because he was able to listen to the tape, the cassette tape with his... Uh, deceased wife's song mm-hmm. and her song then plays through the ending credits and it's a really <laughs> nice song and so the, you know the message at the end of the movie is now Robin is beginning to heal that's how I interpreted it yeah but he doesn't get that pig back baby no pig back so if you're watching that movie for the pig you're only getting that pig in the beginning that's you true you seeing it anywhere else just a little bit of pig I- I, w- I was kind of surprised at the lack of pig in this movie called Pig. Totally. Yeah. And you can't say that Nick is... I guess we, I, I, we never really noticed noted that the uh, the third part, the bird, the bottle, and the salted baguette was the, was the meal that he cooked um, for, the, for the wife. It was a, uh, it was a chicken, um, a bottle of, um, I don't know, some fancy wine that Nick still had in yeah. his personal collection. And then the salted baguette from whoever the baker was. Yeah. Who might have even just been he, a previous employee, for all I know. But right, they just right. seemed That's they seemed very thinking. close. And and I guess Nick yeah. Nick did seem to have a very like strong attachment to the people that he worked with and that mm-hmm. he was around and right. that he worked or yeah. knew. You get you but, get the real sense that he he was uh like a prodigy. He was like a yeah. next level um, he would be yelling at. Uh, he would be the one yelling at what's his name, the guy that's always yelling. Uh, at people. Gort, Gordon Freeman. He um, would be the one yelling at Gordon Ramsay. Ramsay, that's Gordon it. Not not Freeman. Not Freeman. Not Gordon Freeman. That was a Half Life. Yeah, Half Life Three confirmed. Um, there it is, folks. Yeah, that's Pig. Do we have Do we have any production notes behind the scenes? Anything you guys found that you want to talk about? Uh, they. The meth recipe that they used on set actually had the truffles uh, in it. What? For for the tweakers. For the tweakers. I don't know whether to believe you or not. They made meth behind the scenes. No, they made on meth set. on set. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you never been to a film no. set? No. No. I haven't. Not not this big budget. I mean, I've been to the one where it's just two people who love each other a lot. 
Uh, you mean uh, Avatar? So, uh, actually, shooting this entire movie only took 20 days. Because, 20 days of Nicolas yeah. Cage's funk. Yeah, because of the, the, the budget was so small, they couldn't afford any retrakes, right. they couldn't afford a trained pig. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's why wow, Nick had I, to find all the truffles, was because they couldn't afford a real truffle pig. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was impressed with the movie, given uh, you know how how quickly they shot it and on that small budget yeah. right on yeah. uh, what do you yeah. think Oscar nom uh, you know I think maybe I think it's pretty close so That's... this goes back to my thing nearly one hour was cut from the movie um, oh. in editing so there is some backstory probably That's in uh, there. the original cut yeah. was apparently over two hours long Maybe we'll get a director's cut. Maybe. That would Maybe be nice. Maybe we'll get more pig. Yeah. It was him fucking the pig, wasn't it? And apparently... <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do it, Sean. I didn't, he says I he didn't, didn't do it. Pig. He was very defensive about that. That was the one reshoot they did. Yeah. Put well, he had another pig. He had another pig for that. That's why he was offended. Yeah. You don't use your truffle pig for that. Yeah, it was a silicone pig. You know, I heard they're gonna do a crossover between Pig and uh, Sex and the City. Ooh! Is it Sex and the Pig or Pig in the City? You know, I, I think uh, I, I think all I'll say is Sarah Jessica Parker may have a taste for bacon. Uh, yeah. Coming up. I didn't. I didn't want to say anything too mean, but you know, there are those memes that say she looks like a horse. <laughs> So I was going to try to do a horse and pig thing, but then I'm like, you know, she doesn't really look that much like a horse. That's just dumb. Yeah, I mean... She doesn't even have a tail. So I do have one one last uh, trivia on this She might have a saddle, though. Okay. Hey, I mean, no kink shaming. No. Um, The the cage, or the, the pig apparently bit Nicolas Cage numerous times during the filming of this movie. After one uh, nasty bite, uh, Cage joked, uh, I've been set on fire. I've been flipped in cars. But it'll be sepsis from a pig bite that kills me. (laughs) Oh, no. I hope not. I hope not. Well, clearly he's lived through it and uh, moved on to new movies. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll get more animals with Cage. But obviously not Tiger King. That's right. Oh, you know, I heard I heard they're looking for a new Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> Already, last, last 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 didn't do too well. Yeah, I mean, when Iron Man is your Doolittle. All right, well, that's Pig for y'all. Those are our opinions of this movie that I totally think you should watch. I'll suck it's it. available now. Um, but what's next for us? Yeah, we've got a cage fight coming up. Soon we're going to be recording City of Angels versus Leaving Las Vegas. And uh, as we all know, Leaving Las Vegas is Nick Cage's Oscar Award win. So we expect some, like, pig-level or better acting, if you ask me. I mean, it's got to be pretty hot. Oh. And then City of Angels, I... Is that Portland? <laughs> I'm I think that's kidding. Mexico City. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's right. 
beyond that, I know we have we have our season three cage uh, fight coming up before too long. But uh, have we yeah. have we locked in a cage lord for season three yet? No, we haven't. So we haven't. if any if any of our listeners out there feel that they would be a viable cage lord for us uh, yeah. for season three, please uh, mm-hmm. feel free to uh, send us a note on message on Facebook yeah, or a tweet. Or you can email yeah. us at uh, late night cage fight at gmail.com and uh, let us know why you think you would make a good cage lord. I like that. Let's do some interviews. Yeah. Pick the right cage lord for the golden age of cage match. That's right. That's tight. Yeah. And then after this next one, City of Angels versus Leaving Las Vegas, we're going to have what? Probably Con Air versus Face Off. That's right. Oh. <laughs> That's going to be a wild battle, everybody. Make sure to tune in. That's right. On your tuner. And if you are if you are interested, uh, we might if if you meet the last round of uh, of interviews, if we've got some t- tough decisions to make for our final cage lord, you might uh, be brought into some of that episode. Well, Sean, any final thoughts on life? All I'm saying is that if Cage found his pig. Taliban would uh, still be in their trenches. Another hot take from one of our cage fighters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, this was quite a discussion, fellas. Thank you for watching this brand new movie featuring the universe's finest, Nicolas Cage. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed hearing both of your opinions. And I'm glad that that uh, we were able to kind of hash out our differences with this movie. I I do think that it would stand quite a chance in the long run, the long haul of the cage battle, but time will tell, of course. Uh, We've got a lot more coming your way. Uh, Of course, check out our Cageless series. We are watching movies without Cage, sadly, that Cage should have been a part of. Um, We hope to have even more content coming in the near future. Yeah, and our website, nickcagefight.com. We're on Twitter. We are very active on Facebook. Find us, and maybe you can be our next Cage Lord. Thank you for listening to Late Night Cage Fight, and we'll catch you next time. Cage out. Cage out.